Welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined by my good friend Barnabas Piper, Sans Ronnie Martin. Uh, Barnabas, you and Big R are uh, are in Louisville, man, city of dreams for reformed types because uh, this is a, a magical time in the in the reformed person's calendar, meaning that it's together for the gospel time. It so. is the most wonderful time of the year if you're, Dude, right, if you're it's, it's, the Calvinist blazer-wearing type. It's Christmas in April, baby, because it's the time where you converge on a, you know, kind of second tier huge city and uh, and gather in an arena uh, that's full of like minded people. And uh, you browse book tables dreaming of one day uh, having your book on that table and and baby, not to uh, not to kind of probe at a sore spot, but. Uh, off the air, you were telling me that the uh, the T4G bookstore didn't carry any of your of your books, man. Do you want to do you want to talk about that? Do you want to like explore that a little bit so that you can let the healing begin here on the air? Or is that something that you're not quite ready to talk about yet? Well, apparently nepotism doesn't get me as far as I thought it would, dude. Seriously, I thought being like you know John Piper's kid would get you in any reform bookstore like in perpetuity for the rest of your life. Apparently, with a certain brand of Calvinist, it it creates a higher bar to clear or something, you know, because I'm you have to you have to really prove yourself and not just ride daddy's coattails and you know, I mean, of I'm, course, with the caveat that nothing is about works in Calvinism, except that you have to totally prove yourself. That's all right. The time. Or, or yeah, and I'm not sure. I mean, prove yourself is a nebulous thing. I don't know what yeah. that means. I I'm really not sure what's missing. I don't know if it's that I'm I'm not explicitly reformed enough. I don't know if it's that uh, my books. I mean, neither of my books are over 200 pages. It could oh, be that could it, be a problem. It right? Could there. be a I'm simply not verbose enough. Dude, also you're a little. Uh, and this is one of the things I love about you, so don't take it as a critique. But you're a little, a little sarcastic and critical of it, as am I. So you know. Yeah, I mean, may, maybe I'm, maybe, maybe I'm not drinking the Kool Aid quite enough. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, like I, I browsed, I browsed the tables. You know, they have them all set up by publisher and speakers yeah. and things like that. So that's all nice. And I, I went to, I went straight to the table that was other publishers. Okay. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to be in the other, other publishers, meaning publishers that aren't Crossway. Is that, uh, is that what qualifies as crossway? Other well, this because we are in Southern Baptist land, B and H. Sure, it get, has a lot of uh, a lot of there, and then and then all the other reform publishers, so like Matthias Media, Presbyterian and Reformed, all the real think, small ones, and then man. I think Moody Publishers because because they have a number of like Katie Wise books and and those kinds of yeah. things have have their own spot. Um, also, John MacArthur is speaking at this conference, and they have some of his books, and so wow. yeah, so I went to other publishers because I was like, well, I'm. I'm not going to be on any of those. I haven't published with those yeah. people. And yeah. uh, I mean, Tim Keller's on the other publisher's table. Uh, that guy's a flash in the pan, man. I know. <laughs> also, also, I mean, one thing I do have in common with him, neither of us were invited to speak here. You also have that in common with him. So the three of us Dude, should, should commiserate that we don't make the cut to I'm speak. I'm sure Keller's going to be texting me to, to to unburden himself about that at, at any point. You sure. know? And I'll, yeah. be, I'll be here for him whenever that text comes in. It'll keep him awake at uh, at night for sure. Um, Absolutely. He'll staring at his at his Upper East Side loft ceiling, wondering right. why he couldn't get invited. At the exposed brick and ductwork, and then staring out into the into the the glittering lights across, of the city, yeah, across wondering, Central Park, wondering why. Going, it is. Doggone it! Why aren't I in Louisville? Yeah, looking oh. at that Louisville Slugger Museum and that minor league ballpark, I could be there. Yeah, you know? just the the rugged blue collarness of a of a mid sized right. South, why am I not city? wearing my Red Wing boots and my flannel in Louisville? Okay, here's okay. Red Wing boots and flannel. 
Yeah, dude. Let, let, let's talk about the uh, about the sartorial yes. uh, kind of lay of the land there at T4G. I'm guessing you're seeing a lot of, you know, you're, you're south of the Mason-Dixon line guys are going to be in khakis in the blue blazer. North of the Mason-Dixon, we're looking at a lot of red wings and, uh, and flannels. Am I right? Shockingly few flannels and red wings. There are some. Really? This is Suss that out, man. I can't believe it, actually. Well, this is the nerdy reformed crowd. Oh. Which means that it's it leans heavy towards blazers. Yeah. Light, okay. light on the plaid. I mean, it's there. It would probably be yeah. the second most popular thing. Dude, it's but, there. There's a little sense of, you know, I'm away from my church. I can I can let my hair down a bit. What and hair by my I hair, I don't mean any actual long yeah. hair. I just mean I can wear like a cowboy shirt. Right. The, the you'll see this the smattering of lengthy beards, you know, the sure. the the Joe Thornish uh oh, yeah. you know, very you know, the proud bearded Calvinist guy, uh, but even that, it's it's light. I mean, it's it's more neatly trimmed facial hair. If anything, this yeah. is, and I think I think this is largely because if you look on stage, you see Mark Dever, yeah, you see Al Mohler. We yeah. are in the almost literally the backyard of Southern Seminary, and if anybody is a suit and tie crowd, it is Southern Seminary. They they are trying to raise the Southern gentleman to be sure. Dude, they so are, man. They are in the Southern gentleman business. Yeah, and and which is funny considering some of the grads that have come out of there who are uh, <laughs> not very gentlemanly. Um, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I was a bit shocked because you know I saw I saw various jokes online where people were coming down and you know preparing to go see Louisville overtaken by beards and plaid. Yeah. Nope. Overtaken by uh, khakis and sport coats. Yep. Khakis, uh, khaki sports coat. I mean, like or or just like designer jeans. Okay, uh, or at least like that sort of fitted designer jeans. So not skinny jeans, not true yeah. hipster, but like the the classy middle aged man jeans. So classy, not, like the the dark wash. Like you're not yeah. wearing dad jeans. Yep. But your wife bought you these. You know what yeah. I mean? She went into like a a larger Ex- metro area and went to like for a, men and found yeah, she a went pair to like a Nordstrom's and bought you these dark wash yeah. jeans. And now, she's like, "Honey, try these on." And you're like, "I don't know." But then she's like, "No, really, do it." Here's here's the plus side to this. Yeah. Very few people look like they're dressing in a manner they shouldn't. <laughs> okay. You Dude, know, suss that out because that's a really funny dynamic, man. I want to know the, what you're what you're thinking there. Hipster pastors tend to look ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. You know, those jeans don't fit you. You yeah. have fat legs, those are skinny jeans, they look funny on you. Well, um, and it's it's that clearly, kind of thing. Yeah, clearly like and and dude, this is a kind of undefinable thing, but it's real. Like if you were never cool, like putting on cool clothes is not going to make you cool. No, you know I think what I you mean? said this in a podcast a while back. Like there's, there was that kid in in high school who was just all through middle school, junior high. He was the, he was just not a cool kid. And then he went out and bought the clothes that all the cool kids wear, and yeah. showed up thinking that it would change how people viewed him. And it doesn't. And it didn't. It just gave them one more thing to make fun of him for. <laughs> that, exactly. That is the pastor trying to dress cool. So to see people dressing like appropriate for their age and yeah. appropriate for their size. Dude, that's is, good. This is a this is a good development in reform. I, I, know. I, I feel I feel encouraged by this. You know, yeah. like the the blazer and the jeans that fit thing, like that's not a that's not a that's bad, not a bad way to go. Clean is it? cut. They look sharp. They're not. They don't look dorky. I mean, there's plenty of dorky people around, but for the most part, you just look at them and like, yeah, they, they did a fine job getting dressed this morning. Good job. They, you, there's no sending them back to their hotel room to correct the uh, the mistakes. So, <laughs> Dude, I, I would say this is a positive development in the reformed world. That's a really positive development. Now, staying on the T4G thing for a minute, if we could, yeah, uh, back to the back to the bookstore, um, and I. I 
hesitate to even ask this. Did you see any of my books? Um, well, you, you wrote some with Kevin DeYoung. So. Oh, I know, which is my golden ticket for <laughs> so, the rest of my life. So, man. so good job. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I didn't see any with only your name on them. <laughs> you, you had to go there, man. You could have just said well, yes. You know, well, this and, is, and look, I'm, I'm in no position to take shots. No, so I know it. This is, I know it. this is me being a, an objective reporter. Dude, um, so maybe, no. maybe Keller will call you to commiserate then because I, I have in a sense had books at T4G. That's right. Yeah, Kevin, so. you, you, you've, yeah, you've trumped both of us. Wow, man, that is. Uh, I, I gotta, I gotta take a minute and let that sink in. Now you have a leg um, up on Tim Keller. You can, yeah, I think you know, you should what? just retire right now. <laughs> I should, and and I've, I felt for years that I've had a leg up on Tim Keller. You know, <laughs> it, it's good to have it validated. I mean, right. I, I knew this is that quantifiable it, now. Yeah, I knew that at some point that would, uh, that that would come to bear, as it were. Um, now this thing is in Louisville. This thing is at a basketball arena. Um, and it's the kind of thing Barnabas where they don't really let you come and go so much. It's sort of like they want you to be there with your, with your backside in the seat for all these talks. And as we know, and as we've discussed ad nauseum, a reformed guy just can't seem to ever talk for less than an hour about anything. So I'm guessing, man, that's kind of a long haul. Am I right? Yeah, it uh, it certainly can be. I mean, I'm sitting in my hotel room right now and my apologies to listeners if I sound uh, a little bit less um, sonorous and rich than usual. I forgot my microphone when I traveled. I was too busy picking out my blazers and forgot my microphone. So, um, <laughs> I am skipping sessions right now. Okay. Uh, since now, this, who are you skipping? I think it's breakout sessions. I think they're doing okay. some breakouts this afternoon. So that's uh, that's that's a forgivable sin. It's not. So you're missing you know, like Tim Challies in uh, in like Salon C on like productivity or whatever. Yeah, something that like that. Yeah. Or I'm skipping. You know, Mark Dever talking about something, but all of the all of the main guys are all talking at once in different places. I'm not. I'm not really sure. Um, right. <clears throat> but yeah, the the way they have the schedule set up. First things first. Their their massive bookstore and exhibit hall closes during all sessions. Okay. So there is no there is no easy place to go just sort of hang out. Yeah. Where you just sort of gravitate there, mingle, meander around, look at tables, do a yeah. little shopping. Uh, Lean they, against a wall, call your lady, whatever. Yeah, they close yeah. that and they and then and then the sessions, yeah. I mean the average the average talk is the short ones are like fifty minutes. Oh. And then uh the long ones are uh interminable, I think is the is the correct term. And yeah. uh World and, without and, end. And they often go two in a session. So they do okay. like announcements, worship, talk, 15-minute uh, break, which when there's 10,000 people in an arena is about enough time to go get in line to pee and, yeah. then, and then either just miss the next round of announcements and worship while actually taking care yeah. of business or, or just hold it. Uh, yeah. and, then, and then another session. And by that time, it's lunchtime. And you funnel out. And every restaurant in four blocks around the arena is just slammed because yeah. people don't want to walk a little more than four blocks. And there's not really yeah. that much time before coming back for the next round of announcements, worship, lengthy message, right. et cetera, ad nauseum. And, uh, and so, yeah, it's, if, if, if a person is intending to listen to every word that is said here, they, uh, they are in for the long haul. And that is a, that is a, dude, that sounds hellish to me, to be honest. It's, it is it is the intellectual equivalent of of the Iron Man. Yeah, like an ultra marathon. I was just yeah. going to say, like an endurance event. 
You know, yeah, I mean, when they get to the end, I, I, I expect to see just like bleary eyed tears, uh, <laughs> sackcloth and ashes, uh, now, torn, torn blazers. I've, I've never been to T4G. I, I've been to a lot of like church camps and stuff growing up. So do, do they try like to make that. a church camp for adults in the sense that like, is there some big sort of emotional crescendo at the end? Uh, although I know reform people like hate emotions and, and that like they're not new, they're not into emotional crescendos, but I'm wondering if there is. Like a big ending, you know what I mean? Like a grand flourish of any kind. No, it's it's much more like a reformed church service at the end, where they, uh, you know, there's they, you know they all of the speakers they bring in are are, are strong, so it's not you know they yeah. can't kind of go like start, this is the start guy. week and end you know end yeah. with the guy, yeah. you know. So the, the the guys rotate through the end. I think this year it'll be it'll be Matt Chandler, David Platt finishing the thing off. It might be John MacArthur. I don't know because they don't publicize the schedule. Um, yeah. And uh, and then they just sort of uh, give you a like a like a blessing or a sort of a commissioning on your way. Yeah. And and then off you go. And so it's not. Yeah. There's not sort of like this. You know, like the, the come thing to the where front. The crying. buses will wait. You know, public yeah. confessions, whatever it was at, at the Thursday night at summer camp when everybody got saved. And <laughs> exactly. um, yeah, yeah, none of that. Nope. Just sort of a well. That was our message. You know, may the May the Lord's face shine upon you and on, on your way you go. On your way you go. Now, uh, it, your pops is there, correct? He is. I think he's speaking tonight. Wow. Now, do you guys, uh, do you guys hang out like socially at those things and like talk shop or do you, do you like flop down in the same hotel room and go, ah, yeah, that booth today or, you know, you know what I mean? Like, like shop talk. Like we, in- we usually get together at least once when we're at the same conference. Um, uh-huh. at this one, they, uh, they keep a very tight rein on their speakers, both to protect them from the masses as well yeah. as because they're they they use every spare moment for conversations and meals and meetings and whatever. So I have yeah. to I have yeah. to get on his calendar. So I had, sure. I had breakfast with him this morning, and yeah, I mean, so we we didn't spend a lot of time talking conference. We just sort of talk life and you know father yeah, son good. conversation stuff. But yeah, so it's but it, yeah, other conferences will do that. You know, I'll just run into him or go grab dinner or go hang out in his hotel room and watch basketball or whatever. That's cool, man. Very cool. Dude, this is a weird question. This is going to strike you as weird. It'll be my last T4G question. All but right. uh, Does your dad say, like, good job? Or is he one of those stoic, like, older generation guys that never gives you, like, the pat on the back? You mean, like, about something I write or something like that? Yeah, about something you write or, like, the job that you're doing at work or whatever. Uh, no, he'll say, yeah, he'll he'll compliment things that I do. Sometimes I'll get an email from him where he'll just say, hey, I read the post you put up today. I really liked it. Um, oh, that's awesome. So man. very cool. Uh, I mean, and he doesn't do it every time, so that I know that he he, li- he actually likes them, and he's not just sort of throwing me yeah, compliments yeah. cheaply. Yeah. Um, he doesn't know what I do for work, or at least he forgets right. between every conversation. So, yeah. so so he doesn't really compliment me on that. But no, that's he's cool. he's not uh, he's not stingy with praise, dude. That's great, man. That's actually really cool to hear. Well, um, switching gears kind of drastically here, but but I suppose not really. Uh, I'm guessing there's not uh, a whole lot of women at Together for the Gospel, and by that I mean no women. Am I correct? Yeah, I would put the ratio at about fifty-four to one, men okay. to women. That's more women than I thought, actually. Yeah, but, I mean, well, let's see the fifty-four to one. Yeah, that, I mean, that's probably about right. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I might be off by ten or twenty. So if you were a single reformed guy or girl, that's not. You know, it wouldn't be like T4G is not like club med for reform. People. Oh, if you're a single reform girl, yeah, this is a shopping market, dude. That's true. If you're man. a single reform male, um, 
yeah, not, not so the much, place not for so you. Much. You need to end up at uh, Gospel Coalition Women's Conference because you'll have better yeah. luck there. Yeah, absolutely. Now, this is all uh, kind of an elaborate lead into our second topic, which is singles ministries at churches. And um, also, from- also not a great leap because of the the close correlation and social awkwardness. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's absolutely true. Now, do you, do you see much like guy girl interaction there at T four G? I mean, if the barista is female and the the man has to order coffee, then yes. Yeah. Okay. Other than that, not a ton. Wow, man. Now, being that we've both kind of cut our teeth in, in reformed settings, like I've never been at a church where there's been a, a singles ministry because that's something that like reformed folks, they, they just sort of expect you to be married. And if you're not, they, they just sort of pray about it, you know? <laughs> yeah, like, you're, there's a leper colony for as you the, somewhere. As though you have cancer, you know? Like, yeah. Um, so, so there haven't been reformed or, uh, there, there haven't been singles ministries at these churches. Ha- have you ever been a ch- in a church where there is one? And if so, like, what does that look like? Uh, I have, I went, uh, after college, uh, after, after getting married, I was at a church is a larger sort of congregational church in Wheaton and uh-huh. they had a singles ministry. And, uh, I don't know if they called it a singles ministry. I think they gave it a different name because yeah. singles ministry is, <laughs> Is kind of like uh, it's 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 a uh, it's kind of like labeling people. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like bit, it's kind of like calling it a leper colony. Yeah, yeah, it's a bit sad and condescending. Yeah, yeah. and uh, but it was. However, the names that they give these things end up invariably being more sad and condescending somehow. Well, the fact is, everybody knows it's a singles ministry, and so it. So want to just call it what it is, right? So so they end up associating like you could call it like. Jubilee Happy Ministries, and they, that would end up being sad and condescending because everybody knows Jubilee Happy is the singles ministry, so we've just yeah. made happy sad. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, but but the the dynamic that I noticed was so we would a bunch of us would go play basketball at the church gym on like Sunday afternoons, and um, that was also so we would use half the gym, and then the singles ministry would use the other half the gym. <laughs> they were almost all, I'd say. The youngest one was maybe late 20s, probably early 30s. Okay. And they were generally the more social awkward amongst okay. their peers. Okay. You know, so it was, uh, for example, people who played volleyball with like polo shirts tucked into Dockers shorts with oh, like boy. tube socks and walking shoes. Oh, that, yeah. they'd be in a, that, that crowd. Dude, you're um, painting a really sexy picture of it right now. Well, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean – Matt, it was it was a it was a matchmaker's dream, I'm sure. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, then and, and then I mean they then they they were a Sunday school class and did Bible study and small groups and whatever else. But yeah, I mean that it was. Uh, I knew it wasn't all of the single people at the church because we had single friends who were sure you know between not going between 25 and 35. Yeah, and they would just yeah. you wouldn't catch them dead as part of as part of a singles ministry. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's so interesting, and I, I wonder what the uh, what like the conversion rate was in that ministry for your church. Like how many how many people they were able to flip, you know? Conversion to marriage or conversion to, marriage. to Jesus? Yeah. No, to marriage. Well, you couldn't. Well, that's tricky because they were all married to Jesus to begin with, um, right? Or at least yeah. they were dating Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, yeah, I don't. That that's a tricky one because they, if you get after dating Jesus, if you get married to somebody else, is that cheating? Dude, did did you ever have a, a girl in college at Wheaton say that she wasn't going to go out with you because she wanted to spend more time with Jesus? 
Did that ever happen to you personally? No, they just told me no and didn't give me reasons. <laughs> it was just sort of like, no, that's not me. It's you actually. And, yeah, and, yeah. And it, I don't need to spend more time with Jesus. I'm going to yeah. go. I'm going to go do anything besides date you. I'm going to spend more time with other guys. That's right. With other or <laughs> girls, guys doesn't really matter. Just yeah, not you. Yeah, yeah um, spend more time with anyone. I know guys for whom that happened. Yeah, they they got sort of they got they got the Jesus juke rejection. Yeah, that uh, was a big one at Taylor. I, I think. I think by the by the time I was in college, that was less popular. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> the girls didn't really know how. To, a lot of them didn't really know how to say no, but they didn't use that one. They were just yeah. They were just sort of like, oh, I'm so busy, you know, whatever. Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah. I want to focus on school. You know? Yes, focusing on school. Well, that was a big one at Wheaton because, uh, you know, everybody's high stress and an A-type personality. And so that that's a nice fallback for anything you don't want to do. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you've never been at a church with a singles ministry? Dude, I haven't, man. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain for examples. And I, I wish I had – what I wish I had for the segment and what I wish I'd, I'd spent two minutes doing internet research on is like funny names of singles ministries. You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> the, the way they kind of try to sell it. Um, yeah. How – Dude, are, are we – well, can they I, I they, just, they call them young professionals. Yeah, now yeah. because post college, yeah, post college young professionals, um, which also includes the smattering of like fifty four year old men and yeah, forty three year old like, women. Well, technically, I'm professional. I'm post college. I'm younger than the seniors ministry, so I'm young enough to be in the young professionals. Ministry. I graduated college in seventy nine, so hey, I qualify. How many listeners are we offending right now, dude? You know what? I was literally just about to ask that question. <laughs> I mean, that ship may have sailed, but I was about to like <laughs> stick a pin in this conversation and go, "Do we just sound like the worst people on the planet right now?" Uh, because nobody, nobody uh, is more of a jerk than than married people making fun of single single people. Which we, dude, but here's we the thing: I don't feel like we're making fun of single people in the sense that, like, when we have single people over to hang out, this is the kind of crap that we talk about. You know what I mean? Like, well, yeah, I, I suspect from my kind of conversations with single people, they they single peoples. I can't even talk single people. They mm-hmm. uh, they feel the same way about the 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 enforced ministry. Yeah, yeah, the sense of like condescending, like. Hand on the shoulder, like ah, oh, you know, come, come, come on Thursday nights, and we'll have a sad like plate of cheese, you know. Yeah. Oh, and, I just found a list of it is called names for a singles ministry. Oh, dude, hit and, me with some of these. Okay, get the name of this. The name of the ministry that okay. they they put this up. Table for one ministries. Table for one, dude. Stop I think we should it. just mic drop that one. That's that's got to right. be satirical. That's not real, is it? I, I don't know. It's on Table LinkedIn. For- it has to be real. Yeah, yeah. Or something. Uh, let's see. Focus on one. Okay. That's solid. One for the Lord. Okay. One uh, is a whole. Well, here's here's this is this one's fantastic. One is a whole number. Oh my goodness, dude. <laughs> Single Adults Living Truth, which if you're good at acronyms, you realize yeah. is SALT. I did that. I made that I made that leap. That one is it's sad and it's sort of 80ness, 80sness yeah. in the in the in the acronym sense, but it's actually it gets closer to dignity than any of the others. Yeah, I mean living truth is actually not a, a bad thing to do. Right, like um, that's a good thing to do. Let's just remove all dignity and go with uh, single and soaring singles ministry. They got single in there twice, just in case you weren't sure. The yeah, first yeah, time. in case you weren't sure what you were dealing with. Single, <laughs> single focus. Okay. See, um, that one's neutral. That one's like a yeah. And then uh, we got we got single purpose, single vision, singled out, singularity, singled out. Ooh, like, how, how about this one? Solo flight. Oh, oh. <laughs> 
Wow. Oh no no. We've got the eighty we've got the eightiesist of them all. All right, hit me. SWAT team. Oh which is an acronym for singles with a testimony. Oh my goodness, Barnabas. <laughs> I wish that wasn't true. That makes me die a little bit inside. I, I, I that's the thing is, I really, I, hold on, I'm going to read the intro. Um, <laughs> SWAT team. Okay, so this, this doesn't seem to be satirical. It just says okay. these are names we've run across for those looking for suggestions. I'm going to go ahead and suggest that you don't use any of these. Yeah, use none of these. Um, let's see here. We've got... We've got the bridge, and that's an age-specific one, 35 to 50. And then we've got the peak, ages 45 plus. Okay. Um, positive single adults. Okay. That sounds like possibly a support group for AIDS yeah. or something. Like HIV or something. Yeah. You know? uh, real life singles ministry. As opposed to? Yeah, the, all the pretend ones. Um, yeah, yeah. That has like MTV's The Real World connotations, you yeah. know? Okay. We're going to throw you in a loft apartment with all kinds of free booze and just see what happens. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, the, of all of the ones on the list, this one's maybe the most palatable, which is probably damning with faint praise, but uh, yeah. single life ministries. Yeah, okay. See, that one's just straight down the fairway. You know, you're yeah, not I mean, you're not embarrassing yourself with that. It's just it is what it is. Yeah, the, the only thing about that that somebody would be bothered by is the label of being single. If they don't want to be associated with that, they're not going to like it, but at least it's not an embarrassing name. Yeah. Uh, ooh, this one sounds straight up like a dating site. Let's hear it. Single source. Oh, the source. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, and then we've got the uh, the other version of that, which is combining those into one word, which is single source. Oh my goodness. So and and that one says ages thirty plus. I okay. I think that applies to all ages post college. I don't know why we're discriminating. Yeah. And then the last one is just the single word solo. Solo. Which, which is, is kind of fresh, man, to be honest. I mean can, can can we get like uh can we can we get sort of a vague Star Wars reference in the in the in the marketing? The, the exactly. branding. Yeah, like if the if the logo was like a silhouette of Han Solo, that would be amazing. Man, that list was brutal. Dude, that was so bad. And and this this is not satirical. Yeah, wow. Oh. Dude, I'm, this is either I'm sorry, been, single people. This is I know, I'm sorry to too. And with. I'm sorry for like I don't know exactly even what I'm sorry about in this last segment, but I, I, I just feel like I'm sorry for some of it. You know what I mean? I'm sorry that this stuff happens. Like, I don't I am feel too. guilty yeah. about any of it because I, I didn't do anything. But Well, and all those names deserve to be made fun yes. of. They do. You I, know? So I'm, I'm, I'm sorry that an adult single person who is trying to live a life of purpose and dignity has to put up with that garbage because that's yeah, like being it, asked back into junior high. Is what dude, right, and they have like. to sit in their house for literally one minute and go, am I going to go to like – Han Solo Ministries yeah. tonight. Sing, yeah. Single. Oh, what are we doing tonight? How about single source? Mm. Single source. Yeah. How about watch Netflix by myself and eat Ben and Jerry's? I think that would be a better alternative. That would be way better. Way, or, way better. Or just go hang out with friends or wow. something, even if they're married. Yeah, dude. Oof. It's uh, it's tough out there, man. I know. And, um, I don't know. You know, I, I we could probably have like a, a deeper, more theological discussion on on singlehood at some point, but. Um, but yeah, that list is proof that, I don't know, as a subculture, we're probably massively missing the mark somehow. <laughs> Some, somewhere along the way. Somewhere now, along the way, meaning everywhere along the way. I, I do think that there is a trend away from singles ministries and more of a 
an incorporation of single people into all the ministries of the church, which Dude, which is probably like a really great idea. Oh, absolutely, because it's when there's a singles ministry, it's a little bit like a quarantine. Oh yeah, like totally. we don't really know what to do with them. We we don't understand how they can help and serve in the church or what they have right. to offer. So let's so we're going to relegate you to like half the gym on Thursday nights until we get your like stuff figured out, and then we'll we'll let you come back to the real thing, right? You know? And as opposed to saying, oh, you're you have gifts and can can serve in this ministry or that ministry, or you can teach or you can whatever. I don't know. It to 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 sort of quarantine single seems. Uh, unbiblical at best. Yeah. Probably uh, hurtful in many ways. I'm with you. I'm sure hurtful. But then we well, don't get to use terms like single source if we don't do that. So, <laughs> Dude, single source know. sounds like a like a direct mail company from the 90s. <laughs> it does. Like, hey, who's, do, who's doing your mail piece? Who's doing your uh, fundraising <laughs> yeah, letter? We, oh, single source. We, we contract with single source. Yeah, we farm that out to single source. You know, who's, who's, your, who's your account exec over there at single source? She uh, she, she's she got marrying us on maternity leave uh, yeah exactly well dude moving on to to far less depressing things um somebody wanted to know what we're currently working on so this this being the third and final uh topic for today's episode uh yeah what are you working on man what's what what projects do you have going right now and yeah. uh what does that look like well i'm working on a book that i hope to get in the next uh t4g bookstore in a couple years um, okay is it with Kevin DeYoung? Because if the answer is yes, then it'll be there. Uh, co-authoring with uh, with uh, John Piper, so maybe he can get me in. Yeah, no, yeah. That's we'll none of that is true except for the working on a book part. Um, okay. No, I'm I'm finishing up a book right now, uh, which I think we just landed on the official title, and it is "The Curious Christian: How Discovering Wonder Enlarges All of Life." So the idea yeah, like that it. developing a sense and a habit of curiosity takes every aspect of your life and makes it bigger and deeper, your relationship with the Lord, your relationship with other people, your interactions with culture. Uh, So, I mean, everything from the spiritual to just sort of the daily enjoyment of life and interaction with other people. And uh, that's coming out. That'll come out early 2017. So I'm supposed to turn it in uh, to the publisher in the next couple weeks. Nice. So that's, that's my, uh, that's my, my project that I'm racing to the finish line on. Who's uh, who's the publisher on that one? Uh, B and H. Okay. So that one stayed close to home. That's uh, that, that's Lifeways publisher. So yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I'm excited about it. It was it's been a challenge to write because, uh, just because it's a it's a weird concept or it's a it's kind of a nebulous concept. Yeah, it's not one of those like immediately like oh yeah these are the five people that I'll want to interview about that kind right. of right and yeah. and it's not. Uh, it's not a kind of book where you can go, here's three points of application and very neat, kind of neat and orderly patterns. It's trying to take a concept and say, here's how this concept would might might affect you in in your relationship with God, in in your relationship with friends, in yeah. how you how you serve in a church. And right. but just kind of pointing a concept in different ways as opposed to saying, and here are six things you should do. Yeah. You know, that kind of yeah. thing. So it's it's been a fun challenge. It's it, I found it a lot harder to write than my first couple, but I think also I think that's probably a good thing just cuz as a writer, you want to yeah. keep trying different and more challenging things. Dude, for sure you do, man, and it's uh yeah, it's it's good to be pushed in that way. Well, for me, I just turned in uh I just turned in and kind of wrapped up two books. Um and for the first time in like the last decade, I don't have a book under contract, which is kind of weird, but um, do you, but, do you, do you feel like you're floating? Like this is a problem or is this very freeing? 
Dude, it's neither. You know, it, it, weirdly, like I don't, I don't feel euphoric. I don't feel like, ah, oh, what a sense of relief. Nor do I feel lost without it. You know what I mean? Right. I, I think if anything, I feel, I feel a certain sense of freedom to try new things that I haven't tried before, which I think is is the direction it's going to go. Right now, one of the really the big project for me, uh, aside from teaching here at uh, here at the school, is um, uh, I wrote this movie a year or so ago. Really. And yeah, it's called Silverdome. It's about the old Pontiac Silverdome up in Detroit, ah, and it's about cool. a uh, an ex quarterback um, who leaves his kind of suburban life and family and goes to live in the Silverdome as a squatter. Uh, <laughs> and he, yeah, he's. I'm not laughing because it's ridiculous. I'm laughing because it sounds awesome. Yeah, dude, it is kind of awesome. And if you Google image Pontiac Silverdome, you'll you'll see that it's even more awesome because it's really a, a relic. I mean, it's just falling down. Oh, yeah, it's pretty uh, dilapidated, isn't it? It's really dilapidated. Yeah, the city of Pontiac like doesn't have the money to 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 knock the thing over. So uh, so there it sits. But it's a pretty uh, it's going to be a pretty amazing setting for the film. Um, we've got some independent funding coming in from you know ex NFL players and you know guys who are like pretty high profile college coaches now. So uh, so it's exciting, man. I mean, so with, this with is, any- so this is going to like, this is, this is something that's actually in the works. This is not something you're just sort of pitching around. No, no, it's actually in the works with a team that we've put together now. And I mean, as with any like independent film project, it, it could all fall apart tomorrow, but, um, but yeah, I feel pretty good about it, man. And I, I love the story and I love the script and, um, you know, I'm probably spending more time on, like producery type stuff now that I that I would rather not spend time on like securing locations and yes. thinking about budgets and stuff like that that really somebody else should do that but yeah, that stuff can be a soul sucking experience for somebody it, who would much rather be doing the the story, <laughs> the story part of the work exactly man and I do love the story part of the work and I've loved uh you know getting to know some of the other guys on the project we've got uh the the guy who will play the main character uh was a punter in the NFL for like 10 years and he was all SEC at Kentucky and now he's uh, now he's acting, and he really connected Who's with that? the story. Uh, his name's Glenn uh, Pakulak. He okay. punted. Uh, he punted at UK and and bounced around the NFL for a long time. He was with the Raiders, with the Saints. Um, but really good dude, man. Really, really solid guy and a great actor. And um, yeah, we're really excited. So, uh, so anyway, that's my that's my side gig, and I'm I'm sort of thinking about maybe trying to write some fiction this summer. So hopefully I'll have some time to experiment with that. And uh, what, what books did you just turn in? You, one of them was the one that you co-wrote with Ronnie, right? Yeah. I wrote a book called Bridezilla with Ronnie. I just did half of it. That was about how kind of people get hurt uh, in the church uh, in a church context and kind of how to work through that. And then uh, I did another book called upside down. That was about uh, long snapping. So, okay. Um, just this strange niche of of pro football life, and interviewed a lot of coaches and snappers, and actually did some of my own snapping for that book, which was the yeah, that's right. That's when you sent us the picture of you in the huge oversized purple t shirt. <laughs> exactly, man. Yeah, that was the that was the arena football gig that was the end of the book. So, do you so, know yeah, what? Was, do you know when those will come out? Yeah, the Ronnie book uh, is going to come out sometime in the summer. I think like July, and then the, the long snapping book will come out in like October. So. Okay, and the. Bridezilla one with Ronnie. That's is that Waterbrook Multnomah? Is that who you? Post yeah, that that's one? Waterbrook okay. on that one. And then the the football thing is Roman and Littlefield. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So good stuff, man. Always always fun to have side gigs. I'm, I'm a big side gig proponent. Do, so. do we know what side gigs uh, Ronnie is working on right now? I mean, I know that like right now he's trying to get ready for a conference that they're hosting or something like that. Yeah, which is- yeah. He's at a conference and planning another conference. And uh, yeah, he's 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 
He said he was despairing of life when he texted. So. Dude, I know. That made me kind of sad. <laughs> that, that sounds tragic. I, I think he's laugh. just a really busy guy. I think he's really stressed out. So um, I don't think T4G was the, the jolt of rest and refreshment that he needed. I don't think he was here for T4G. I think he must have been here for a sojourn thing because uh, he oh, said wow. he was just heading back to Ohio. So I think he okay. – Louisville is sort of the hub of all of all things reformed evangelicalism, so he must have been here for another chapter of that. Dude, interesting. If it was a sojourn thing, then that's where all your like flannels. Yes, that's where all the flannel and the Red Wings were for sure. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't know what he's working on, man. I know, um, yeah. I mean, he's kind of at the same spot in the process, obviously, as I am with the book that we did together. But yeah, um, Ronnie has a real yen for like, um. I don't know how else to say it, Barnabas, but like Christmas fiction, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, well, he's made that abundantly clear because I've made fun of it, and he, uh, yeah, I've made fun of it too, and and he has non satirically defended he, it. Yeah, he's non satirically into it. So, and, and I heard rumor. I don't know if this is true, but I heard that he has like an actual legitimate deal with a publisher to write one of those books, like like the Christmas sweater or something like that. So, <laughs> I, I, hmm, I don't, I don't know. Don't, I don't quote me on that, audience, but. How, uh, this is probably one of those if you have nothing nice to say, say nothing at all moments. Because well, and I, I feel like it's also like a bit of news that Ronnie would want to break on his own. So right. Well, I, I we'll let like, him give the details. I just yeah, uh, my treatment of that would not be sufficient. So I, I don't know if that's happening or not, but we'll have to hear from Big R on the, right. on the installment of the program on on that one. But we'll just uh, we'll just float the rumor. We'll just float the rumor out there and and let the internet just go wild with that's speculation. Right. Ronnie Ronnie Martin Christmas sweater rumor. Go Ronnie crazy. Martin Christmas sweater rumor exactly. It's gonna it's gonna break Twitter. Well, dude, this has been uh, this has been a blast as always, man. We have uh, we have wandered to and fro, and we're uh, especially grateful to the guys at Resonate uh, for making us sound good this week. Even as Barnabas is uh, is on the road living the dream at uh, at T4G, and and dude, I hope the I hope the rest of your time there is uh, is manageable, man. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, uh... I hope it is as well. So far, so far, all the Calvinists have been well behaved, and Twitter hasn't completely exploded. So, dude, that's good. What? Yeah. Uh, just as a parting shot, like what would make Twitter explode about about T four G? Well, the pre conference almost did because it was the Council for Biblical Manhood and Womanhood doing stuff, and the yeah. <clears throat> the more left leaning progressive branch of evangelicalism um, yeah. was not a big fan. Uh, the lady who graces our sign off every week. <laughs> was not a big fan, nor any of her compadres. Dude, no way. She wasn't a big fan of a discussion on biblical manhood. I know, shocker. But, but I mean, it's it's some of the same old tired stuff. You know, it's a bunch of white guys on stage. It's a bu- not tired in the sense of it's not meaningful. Just tired in the yeah. sense of it's it's repetitive. Yeah, it's, uh, it's common. It's repetitive. it's the same people on stage. They're all they're all white guys of the same ilk. So there's not enough women or yeah. minorities or they're all you know they're all reformed they all say the same things about theology all of which is is actually true uh yeah. some credit some of that is very much intentional some of it is probably stuff they haven't thought and all of well it enough. also is the reason why 10,000 people go to it you know right. what i mean for, I mean, for it, better and worse it is it is yeah. both the good and the bad you know there there are yeah. 10,000 people who think the same thing and view things the same way some of which is great some of which maybe they could be a little more open open minded on you're right it's sort of like going to you know it's like going to a metallica show and being mad that like Bonnie Ver didn't play. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> There's a lot of truth in that. I mean, you go to a Metallica show for a I, I will say there uh, one slight difference. Obviously, you're not trying to make the perfect analogy. Yeah. Is that Metallica doesn't claim to call what they do the gospel. 
<laughs> that, that, that's true. So, so they have there, never there, claimed that. There is that slight difference that when no in reality point. this is together for Calvinism. That's true, man. Of course it is. But hey, you know what? It's uh, it's a brand that works. So, that's right. Uh, Go brands. Well, dude, we we will get a T4G kind of post mortem next week with you, which I'm uh, which I'm very much looking forward to. And uh, we should probably sign off, man. I should let you get back to those uh, back to those talks, those uh, fifty minute or hour and a half long uh, talks that you've right. got. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go trade blazers and uh, and look sharp, and off I go. Do it, man. Well, uh, Barnabas, we have wandered to and fro as we uh, as we always do. And until next time, uh, Rachel the Held Evans. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.